There one game every year Where I drank a little more beer It's over for, it's over We go there or they come here Ever since 06 They get us every season I wish I could say that's the only reason I hate Alabama Fuck I hate Crimson Red And I hate how the year all tied When I got a brave set on my head And I love Lynn Skinner But Lord, I hate Sweet Home Cause when I hear it, all I see Is a girl that has a toothbone And the stands of Tuscaloosa Might have lost by 22 But I hate that's where I lost you Oh, it's a love song? Fuck that I drove there every weekend The Vols weren't home and kneeling Girl, you had this Tennessee and seen Ten years down the road Then you had to go oh, and break my heart In a big can covered frat house yard I guess some things work and some things don't and I guess some things change, but one thing won't I hate Alabama, I hate Crimson Red And I hate how the year old tied when I got a brave set on my head And I love Lynn Skinner, but Lord I hate Sweet Home Cause when I hear it all I see is a girl that's toothed on in the stands of Tuscaloosa starting the show today. I've been in bad moods before. I am in a rancid mood today. I, 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 I swear to God, if fucking Girl Scouts came to my house today, I'd probably lop their fucking heads off. I'm not in the mood to hear how fantastically proud I should be of the Texas Longhorns. You know why? Because they fucking lost. They lost the fucking game. The end. There's no such thing as moral victories at all. And they were never going to win the game. Before I even start on that game, let me start on the bewildered shitbags known as the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, good morning. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Uh, Christopher, uh, I see you're, you're laughing there. Good. Uh, your, your movie review this week on Barbarian, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Great job on that review. <sighs> I think I'll say good mornings first, and then then it's fucking on. I, I ain't holding shit back today. Uh-uh. No, sir. Rebob. Uh, let's see, uh, first one here, well, looky there. Well, Lordy frickin' God! Straight Fire is first. Good morning to you, Straight Fire. Hope you're doing good today. Hangtown Jen says, morning, ass. I hope y'all ate fine on this, uh, lovely Monday. Going to be a lovely week in the 80s. I sure hope in California it gets cooler weather there. Uh, 
Jen, what about a beast with two backs? Have you seen that yet? According to Wikipedia, making the beast with two backs is a euphemistic metaphor for two persons engaged in sexual intercourse. It refers to the situation in which a couple, in a missionary position, woman on top, on their sides, kneeling, or standing, cling to each other as if a single creature, with their backs to the outside. There you go, the, the beast with two backs. Uh, Battleborn Nebraska says morning, ass friends. Andrew says morning, uh, Arnie and ass family. Sports this weekend made me think we need to start a new movement. The current officiating suck dig. Hashtag make refs again. Hashtag TL2024. No, if the referees would simply do your fucking job. But like I said, let me say good mornings and I'll get to that. Scott, good morning to you. He says morning, Arnie and ass family. Swoosh in the house. Says morning, ass family. Derek, my man, Derek, says good morning, ass family. Made it back from the trail with the Jeep Boo Monday. Warbirds, let's get this glorious victory Monday rolling, LOL. Uh, I will address you in just a little bit, Mr. Warbird. You're not going to like the things I say. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is in the house. Paging Dr. Faggot. Dr. Faggot! Yeah, he was wearing number four on his back last night in the Cowboys game. Stackar says, good morning, ass family. Since Dak is out until at least week 10, is it Jimmy G for the Cowboys? I hope not. Battleborn says, you should be my... No, 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 no. I'm not going to read that. Uh, Arised in the house. New picture. Looks good. It says, good morning. Uh, You're out. Says, yeah, not a great weekend for any of my teams except how about them Dodgers? We got salty, Arnie, this morning. Can't wait. Stackar says, uh, and if I hear another Raider fan say the Chargers didn't beat the Raiders, the Raiders beat themselves. No, bitches, the Raiders only beat themselves in the locker room shower. You got to beat my uh, Chargers. I couldn't even sit through the last half of the Cowboys game. The Longhorns gave. I was glued. Yeah, me too, until I realized that we were never going to win that game. Have I seen it? Uh, I'm the subject of a rather popular TikTok of that name. Google it. I mean, I, I did say the Eagles were winning that division, and they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're going to win. Let, let, let me first tackle the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Now, Dak Prescott gets hurt. Boo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Because I already hate Dak Prescott. I don't think he's a good quarterback, and I've stated from the get-go, from the jump, if you will, the Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Or with Ezekiel Elliott, because he's too busy figuring out which Louis Vuitton purse to wear on the sideline of an Ohio State game. Look it up, stack hard, put it up there. I hate Ezekiel Elliott. I hate Dak Prescott. And you want to know why? This is why. Tom Brady has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Do you know how sick that fucking makes me? Oh, it makes me sick. Tom Brady misses half of the fucking preseason trying to figure out his marriage to Giselle. And you know what? With seven Super Bowl rings, you can do that. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott didn't take one fucking snap in the preseason. And you wonder why they went three and out so many times last night before Dak hurt his little thumb. Dak is a China doll. The Cowboys wasted $40 million a year. And by the way, there might be some fat guy saying saying, saying something about it. I, I don't know. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn. But, but toot, toot 
toot. Cowboy season's over. If they go 8-8 eight and eight this season, they'll be lucky with Cooper fucking Rush. By the way, the Cowboys didn't put Cooper Rush back on the roster until last week. Cowboys were rolling with the roster with one quarterback. You know, the one that didn't even take a snap in the preseason. Look, I hate preseason, but you got to get into some gameplay. You can only do so much in practice. You can only go against your own guys so many times. And that's why they're in the predicament they're in. They suck. They're done. Their left tackle gets hurt. So they, they drafted a right tackle, and now he's playing left guard. Huh? There is nobody protecting Dak's blind side. By the way, by, by the way his blind side is his whole fucking head. He has no sense of the pocket. Look, look, they, they let Amari Cooper go, the heart and soul of that fucking team. They let him go, and C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb from the University of Oklahoma, fuck him, by the way, take the number 88 off, because you ain't no Drew Pearson. You, God for sure, ain't no Michael Irvin. You might, you, you might be a Des Bryant, but that ain't saying shit. You suck. Ball hits a receiver in the hands, he should be catching it. Especially a first-round pick that makes that much money. You know what I say? Blow him up. Blow up the Cowboys, start all over. Let's rebuild. Fuck Dak, fuck Zeke. Mike McCarthy, your fat ass is gone. Bring in John Gruden. Fucking A. Let all the women's group hate the Cowboys. I don't give a shit anymore. This is embarrassing. Jerry Jones should, and, and you know what, though? Here's the thing. Jerry Jones isn't. It, I've seen this happen before. The Dallas Cowboys have turned into the Chicago Cubs, except they're not as lovable as the one-time Chicago Cubs. Now, let me explain. When the Wrigley family, yes, the Gum family, owned the Chicago Cubs, the only player that they ever really went out and got was Andre Dawson, an all-star from Montreal. They developed Ryan Sandberg, pretty much developed Mark Grace. And the ownership of the Cubs could give two shits if they won or lost. You want to know why? Because everybody wanted to go to Wrigley Field. They wanted to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game, have a beer in the outfield there. And at one time, like, like the attendance numbers used to be Like in the three millions, that was a great season for teams. The Cubs always had three-plus million people visit their stadium every year, yet they never won. And the Wrigleys didn't give two shits about it because they made money. Welcome to the Cubs 2.0, the Dallas Cowboys. People go to the stadium. They flock there. It's the Cowboys. And the owner is making money hand over fist. Do you think he gives two shits if they win anymore? He can come in the press and say, oh, I care. I care about them. Oh, I care about them. No, you don't. Because if you cared about them, you would get your sorry ass and your son's really sorry ass out of the GM seat and hire somebody that actually knows football. If you really cared about winning, Jimmy Johnson would probably still be the fucking head coach. You fucking cunt. 
By the way, Joe Murphy and I's uh, pigs, yeah, our football picks here uh, for the week. Joe, right now, going into tonight's Monday night game, the Seattle uh, Sea Chickens taking on the Denver Broncos. I believe it's in Seattle, so the Broncos at Seattle. I have the Broncos. Joe has Seattle. Currently, Joe is sitting at 5-9 and nine for the weekend, and I'm sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. So there you go. I have a chance to have a winning record this weekend. Joe has no shot at it at all. The good news or slash bad news for Joe this weekend was that Nebraska lost to a piss-poor Georgia Southern team, which I did not see that one happen. And it cost Nebraska's head coach, Scott Frost, his job. He is fired, gone, adios. And now, now let me talk about Saturday's game. I went into the game very optimistic. Very, very, yeah, how about them Steelers? Steelers pulled off a great win yesterday. Mitch Trebinsky. How about them Bears? Bears beating the Niners. What the fuck? Raiders, they shit the bed like usual. But, hey, the Chargers did play a lot better. Um, I think the Chargers win that division this year. I'll say it. Saturday, all the hype. College game day was there. Uh, the Fox pregame show was there. The best sign I saw behind Reggie Bush was give Vince his Heisman since Reggie Bush did cheat. You know, it, I, I, I mean, come on. Let, let, let's just call it out when we can. Motherfucker cheated. He got paid to go to USC, and that's why he lost the Heisman Trophy. Matt Leinert was there, that fucking ruffled cunt. I don't like him at all, at all, whatsoever. Fuck him. Now I'm watching these pregame shows, and the guest picker on College Game Day, I guess, was in Top Gun, Colin Maverick. He played Hangman in that. He had a Longhorn jersey on. He was the only one that picked the Longhorns. Now, of course, I'm going to pick the Longhorns, but I don't think they're going to win. I just hope they covered. That, that was the main thing. I didn't want to be embarrassed. And Longhorns came out. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers was playing a hell of a game in the first half, and that's when I got to see the return of Dirty Nick Saban. That's right, Dirty Nick Saban. We can go back in time to 2010 when Texas played Alabama in the Rose Bowl for the national championship. Where Texas went down, drove the field, kicked a field goal, kicked the ball back to Alabama, and Alabama decided, hey, we're going to try to fake punt here on our first drive inside our own 20-yard line. Well, that got sniffed out. Longhorns get the ball first and 10 on the 15. First play was kind of a run play where they snapped it off to the left and uh, Colt McCoy went running. And some player from Alabama decided to lead with his head into his shoulder, uh, a.k.a. dirty shot, knocking him out of the game. Where we had to get a true freshman in there, Garrett Gilbert. And I knew the game was over right then and there. As soon as Garrett Gilbert came in, and he had a couple good drives. He made it interesting there throughout the third quarter, but the Longhorns lost. And that was Nick Satan's first title. At Alabama. Well, wouldn't you know, oh, Ogre, I, you know, the only bright spot of the weekend was Cobra Kai. That was the only bright spot, and wow, oh, wow. 
You know, they just keep upping themselves. Cobra Kai just keeps getting better every year. So, Longhorns are driving. A terribly missed pass interference call. Even Joel Clitt, I'm sorry, Joel Clatt, and Gus, uh, I love the Smoke Johnsons. They, they were like, oh, my God, that, that, that's an obvious pass interference call. And, and any time that Joel Clitt will say anything good or positive about Texas, you know the world is fucking stopping. Which resulted in a field goal attempt, which the kicker missed. Now, look, you got to make field goals within the, for, in the 20-yard. You, you just have to. Dude looks like fucking Annie with this Annie, the orphan Annie, when he takes his helmet off. He's no dicker the kicker, I'll tell you that right now. But uh, then Quinn Ewers is dropping back. They got a rush on him. He throws the ball, and then a defensive player catches him in the air. And every defensive player in the national in NCAA knows you can't drive a player to the ground. Well, he drove the player to the ground, and there is a sprained clavicle now on the freshman, Quinn Ewers, the redshirt freshman or he's going to miss about five to six weeks. And that's when we had to bring in Hudson Carr. Hudson Carr sucks. He's awful. Flat out, smack down, awful. And this is when I thought to myself, wow, this is where B. John Robinson needs to show up. You know, the Heisman Trophy candidate, guy who's got a fucking million-dollar deal with Lamborghini. That's right, I said it, a million-dollar NIL deal with Lamborghini. And he has his own mustard now. Bijan's Dijon. I can't make this shit up. Where was he? Nowhere to be found. You know who was there to be found, though? Overshawn in the defense. Lyle Overshawn in the defense played majestically. It's the best defense I've seen since 2005. And then... There was the call. I will say this right now in my 50, almost one, Saturday's my birthday. By the way, I, I'm so disheveled, I don't even care about the Longhorn game on Saturday. I think I might be done with college football. Because this one call proved to me that the powers that be, they be. And at the end of the game, I guess Joel Clitt and, and Gus Smokin' Robinsons or Johnsons, they got the script right when they said they've never seen a smarter player play quarterback than, than Bryce, what's his name, Bryce Hall? I, I don't know his name, the quarterback for Alabama. Oh, this guy's magical. This guy's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Um, Tide had the ball backed up in their own end zone. He drops back to pass, and here comes the Texas defense. And they get him, and they take him to the ground, and he gets rid of it, though, even though his leg was down when he got rid of it. Uh, His ass was on top of another player, but his leg was down, if you look at the shot behind it, where the referee was standing, because there was a referee that was literally standing three feet from there. And they called, first of all, they called roughing the passer, even though he didn't get the ball away until he was tackled. And then when his head was on the ground, they called targeting on our best defensive player, meaning our best defensive player was about to kick, get kicked out of the game, even though he was nowhere near the young man's head. 
So instead of it being a safety, which it should have been, a gigantic, gigantic shift in momentum, what we're looking at is our best defensive player is about to get kicked out of the game, and Alabama has a first down now due to the roughing. Bryce Young, thank you very much. Referees had to go over and look it over because there's a targeting call, meaning they had to get on the horn with the powers that be, and they say, hey, Alabama can't lose this game. There was no roughing there, and there's no targeting, but what you're going to do is you're going to totally not even say anything about the fact that, that a safety was missed, not once but twice, due to the fact that he intentionally grounded the ball and it did not get past the line of scrimmage. That would be a penalty flag, safety for intentional grounding in the end zone. Not called. His leg being down, four feet in front of a referee. Being down, safety, not called. Texas gets the ball near the end of the game. They drive down the field with a minute and a half, and they kick a field goal to take the lead. I knew right then and there that we weren't going to win. We had taken the lead. Bryce, what's his name, Bryce Young, gets the ball back, comes down the field, and it's third and third about six or seven, and he's going to bootleg out to the right. Well, every camera in the world caught this. This was all that was on TikTok yesterday. Was a gigantic hold missed on that corner. Right in front of a referee, what they call the linesman. Alabama's hands were under the shoulder pads, lifting the Longhorn player up. That's holding. But instead, they let the play go. He runs for a first down. And two seconds later, they kick the winning field goal to win 20-19. to 19. Longhorns were a 20-point. Uh, by the time the game started, they were a 21-point underdog. They lost by one. There's nothing good about that. You lost. The only, only good thing that happened to me on Saturday was watching Texas A&M pay Appalachian State $1.5 million to go down to that fucking cesspool known as College Station and put a beating on them. Now, where are all my A&M people today? All those A&M people saying, oh, Texas can't hang in the SEC. What's Texas trying to do in the SEC? You can't fucking handle the Sun Belt, bitch. Jimbo Fisher, who A&M paid $100 billion for, and then they bought and paid for every player that's on that field, you can't beat App State? I'm sick at the fact that the Longhorns got ranked by, by losing. They went from not ranked to 21st. Quinn Ewers, look, look, and they're going to be out of the top 25 probably next week. The Roadrunners from UT San Antonio who have not had a good start to the season, but last year they were a good team. They're probably going to beat the Horns this week because there's going to be all this letdown. That's what we got to see what the Longhorns are about. If they can bounce back and, and they show up next week and this defense shows up, 
But I've seen too many times this team run and hide, put their tail between their legs, and say, fuck it. So pretty much that's what I'm doing for the rest of the season. If I watch another Texas game, probably when, when Ewers comes back against Oklahoma, once again, we're not supposed to beat them because, well, the one thing that I have to look forward to, and by the way, everybody in the SEC, everybody in, in college football, look out. Because next year, we actually get protected. We have somebody who's coming on our team named Manning. And Manning is royalty. So, when, when you hear me bitching about all the, I can't wait to get all these bad calls back starting next year. For the next four years, Texas will get every call under the sun. Why? Because we have a Manning on the team. Oh, boy. That's going to, that's going to, I tell you, Arch Manning is going to pay for himself in gold. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh, he was looking for that play, and I can only see it from the side actual position. I can see it, but not as clearly as I want to. Oh, I found a better view. Yeah. Alicia, good morning. Alicia, I found one of those clips. I found one. I still need some more nose clips because I've been getting nosebleeds again in the middle of the night. Had one last night. Very scary. Michigan was like, how does it feel? Yes, because Michigan and uh, 2000, what? Was it 2007 that App State went to Michigan uh, and beat Michigan, which was fantastic? By the way, when that call did happen, the the non-safety call, the, 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 the game-changer call, I ripped the texture shirt off my body. I just, I, I completely ripped it off my body. I'm done. If college football is going to be that blatant and that horrible, I look. Look, Alabama played a great game. They they're not in charge of the referees. Those referees, they look over and see Nick Saban looking at him. Well, they're going to make the calls for him because he's the dirtiest coach in the game. Come on, pancreatic cancer. Oh, I said it. I, I don't give a fuck anymore. The, 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 the money train that is the NCAA has pissed on what college sports used to be. Pissed, just pissed, proud of the horns. The Cowboys will just continue to let me down. Yeah, the Cowboys suck dick. That, that's all they do is the, the Cowboys suck dick. And I can't get another team. I'm not going to be a front runner like some people, Chris Payne, and jump from team to team to team. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'll always be a Cowboys fan. I hate Jerry Jones. I hate Stephen Jones. I hate Dak Prescott. I hate Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Pretty much a lot of people associated with that team I hate. But, hey, they're still my team. But going out of my way to watch them? No. Mm -mm. Ogre says, and that's why I refuse to support sports anymore. I hear you. Of course it's that blatant. It's openly out and up money now. It was about money before, but uh, now it's out and in the open. I'll support junior amateur athletes like kids and maybe high school, but shit, don't do that. Those kid, kids in high school are getting paid now, Ogre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, kids in high school are getting paid. It's over. Love of sports is over. People like Bobby Jones, who, who a lot of people consider the greatest golfer ever, 
who actually held all four majors, and at that time it was the U.S. Open, the British Open, the U.S. Amateur, and the British Amateur. He was the only man to ever hold all four titles at the exact same time, winning them in that calendar year. Tiger had a forum of it, and that's why they called it the Tiger Slam. Bobby Jones the only guy to ever do it. And you know what? He was an amateur. He played it for the love of the game. Uh, I will work on getting them for you, buddy. Today's the morning kicked off with uh, Mr. Doing Compressions on a guy that had a heart attack and flatline. So quite the eventful morning. He's, wow, I can imagine. Uh, Arnie, embrace the hate and become an anti-fan like the fans in Major League. Not gonna be an anti. Look, I I just no. They they've taken my love of sports and they have shit on it. So there you go. That's what I think. The Rangers they suck. They got more money than God, but they line their own pockets with that. So fuck baseball too. The only good story in baseball is that Albert Pujols surpassed a Rod. I'm sorry, Gay Rod, on the all-time home run list yesterday, hitting 797 going into fourth place all time, which, by the way, he's in second place all time because I don't consider cheaters in there, and Barry Bonds is a cheater. So the home run list goes Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and now Albert Pujols. And Pujols has a chance to get to 700. He needs three home runs in 24 games. I think he's going to get it. And how often do we see an athlete uh, ink a gazillion-dollar contract and then do jack shit for the team? Now it'll be Bajon Robinson his fucking Lamborghini. College kids, and he owns a car worth more than a lot of those houses. Yeah, and he shit to bed this week. He didn't play well. He hasn't had a 100-yard running game this season, not even against Louisiana Monroe. He ran for fucking 70 yards. See, I remember a time... When the Longhorns took on a shit team like Louisiana uh, Lafayette. Vince Young had 100 yards rushing in the first half. Cedric Benson had 100 yards running in the first half. And a fellow by the name of Henry Melton, who turned into a defensive end, big kid. He had, uh, he had a run in the second half of 96 yards. He ended up the game with 98 yards. Yeah, they could have had three guys with 100-plus yards. Now we can't get one guy. The Cowboys' 100-yard running games. Fuck. Ezekiel Elliott's too busy trying to figure out which purse and how to do the spooning of the feed me symbol. <sighs> I have to let that shit go. I don't want football upsetting me. It wasn't the football that upset me. It's that they're stealing the games from us. Stars didn't do too bad last year. Yeah, talky. Tommy's going to be on tomorrow. See, I look at it this way. I love professional wrestling, and I already know that's staged and fixed. I guess I'm going to have to turn that over to college football now. Oh, and pro football as well. It's staged and fixed. Um, I, I, just tell me a better story then. Get better storylines going. Because don't, don't tell me that this is an actual sporting event. The NCAA is just as crooked as FIFA, just as crooked as the Olympic Committee. Sports aren't sports anymore. So there you go. 
Um, speaking of crooked as a question mark, let, let, let's see. Let's uh, see. Got that, got that, got that. I got in a mood to really do a bunch of fucking stories about politics and stuff. I want to do. I want to start with this story that Jen sent me this morning. It's about a teacher in New Jersey, and I guess she's some sort of Instagram big ass model. I mean, I, I guess she's got a big ass badonka donk, and she's had all kind of fucking surgeries. Why is Jones so set on keeping shitbag coaches around? He kept Garrett way too long. Mike McCarthy's a sham. Everyone can see that, right? Oh, I can, but, you know, look, look, there's a stat that's in the NFL that nobody wants to talk about, but it's there for a reason. Do you know that no coach has ever won Super Bowls with two separate teams? Nobody. It's never been done. Cowboys think that Mike McCarthy's going to be the one that breaks through that glass ceiling? there's anybody that could break through that glass ceiling, it would be it would be John Gruden. But the NFL is against John Gruden, so it, the Cowboys will end up getting John Gruden just so the NFL is pissed. And Jerry Jones doesn't care anyway because he's still going to make money hand over fist. Um, all right. There's a teacher in Pasauken Township School District of New Jersey. Don Shula never won with two teams. Don Shula, look. Coaches have won multiple Super Bowls, but they've never won with two teams. Not the Super Bowl. The NFL championship is completely different. If you want to consider that, then the Chicago Bears and Green Bay Packers are the two greatest teams of all time. You ready to sit down and talk about that? Would I take Belichick? No. And I'll tell you why. Because Belichick's done. Belichick's done. That was proven yesterday when they lost to fucking Miami. Belichick, look, look. You don't want to think that the NFL is crooked and evil. Then why are there salary caps? And, and and don't give me this bullshit for fair play, okay? Why then doesn't Lowe's have a salary cap on advertising and the same as Home Depot? Oh, 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 oh that makes too much sense. Yeah, that's right. You see, because teams, and it pains me to say this because I hate the Niners, but the Niners invest a lot of money in their team, and they should be able to without being punished. Owners should be able to spend whatever the fuck they want to spend on a team. It doesn't always work. But see, they put salary caps in because the NFL wants everybody to win. That's all they want to do. Now, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots somehow, and it's because they had the right players who had the frame of mind. Along with the NFL saying, ooh, Boston winning is a great story. Tom Brady, who I know everybody hates Tom Brady. Tom Brady took salary cuts. Why is it that Tom Brady was not the highest-paid quarterback in the league after he won his fifth Super Bowl? You see, this is why Tom Brady is the last of a dying breed. He cares more about the team 
and he knows his financial success will be coming in droves when his career is over due to the fact that, well, he's won seven Super Bowls. If money matters, Jacksonville would win every year. The problem is Jacksonville don't have the players. They don't know how to draft. Cleveland should have fucking... Look, look, the NFL wants the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl. They want the Detroit Lions to win the Super Bowl. Why in the fuck were the Detroit Lions on hard knocks this year on HBO? Hell, Detroit's fans don't even like them. They scored 35 points yesterday against the Eagles, and I'm supposed to be worried about the Eagles. Well, I was. I, I wasn't worried about them. But now they're going to beat us twice because Dak Prescott's going to be out because he stuck his thumb in his ass. And they jump on this. Well, it's because of small markets. First of all, stop your tires right there. Just stop your fucking... There is no such thing as a small market in the NFL. The smallest market in the NFL is the Green Bay Packers. And they shovel out money like a champ every fucking year. Where's the problem? Hmm? I mean, before salary cap, the three teams in the NFC were the Cowboys and Niners, and then on the second tier were the Green Bay Packers. But they're a small market team. Somebody actually tried to convince me in the media once that Houston was a small market. Houston's bigger than Dallas. Houston's not a small market, so all the small market teams need to compete. The Houston Oilers lost their franchise because people didn't want to go. They didn't want to watch them lose. So they moved to Memphis first, and then they moved to Nashville. Guess what? They're still not drawing people there. They aren't the biggest attended team in the league. But it doesn't matter anymore because the salary cap's in place. So we can sell more jerseys and everybody can win. It's Socialism 101. This has been like if you were a kid and the teachers got to pick the teams. If the two best players weren't captains, then the first guy would take the second best guy and they would win. That's not fair. That's not fair, Mrs. Johnson. Okay, so let's play what's fair. Which football coach living today would you want for the Dallas Cowboys? Saban? No. Cower? No. Dungy? No. Jimmy Johnson again? No. You know who I'd want? Uh, I'll tell you who I want. I I want to tell you that uh, I would take somebody from the college level and not Nick Saban. Nick Saban has already proven to be a loser in the NFL. Give me somebody like Lincoln Riley. Boy, isn't that weird how fast they jumped to be in the top ten at USC. Went against a shitbag team like Rice and then beat up Stanford, who hasn't beat a fucking FBS team in, what, two years? And now they're number seven? Niners circumvented the salary cap to win their championship when Eddie DeBartolo was playing the players under the table and buying them gifts. Well, back then when the Niners went, there was no salary cap. Salary cap didn't start until 1994 or 5 after the Cowboys won their third Super Bowl in four years. 
All these guys are – I don't want anybody from the NFL. Give me somebody from college to coach. I think they're hungry for it, and they can win. And now having to deal with paying players. All right, enough football. Done with football. Footballed out. Back to Pensatawken Township, New Jersey. Toy box dolls or the art teacher. That, that's the name of this person, I guess, that, that's on Instagram. Went viral. The photo shows a woman in a classroom wearing a blue pleated skirt. Um, she's got a gigantic ass. They say, oh, she's over-accentuated with her, her curves. she got a big ass. That's what it is. When the picture started uh, to pick up steam, parents within the school district started to express their issues with the, quote, art teacher, taking suggestive photos in the classroom. She came out, and I'm only doing this story for what she said. Um... Because she uses the word discrimination in this. Uh, Let's see. Uh, An educator taking suggestive photos in a classroom setting. She knew the spectrum of the audience she was advertising her photos to. She called her an influence. She called herself an influencer. She claims to care about the kids she teaches in the video, yet she puts them at risk. This is the issue, how she looks. She says, she, she goes out and says, that making fun of her body is discriminating against her. Do do, do we need to understand what the word discrimination means? Somebody makes fun of her big, fat fucking ass. That's not discriminating. That's making fun of her big, fat fucking ass. And if she's going to take pictures, provocative pictures in the classroom, and the parents don't have a say to that, now come on. That's not discriminating. That's people looking out for their children. Fuck Chip Kelly. Um, The world that we live in now where everything is, is completely, completely, they they don't know the definitions of words. They're discriminating against me because I'm an influence. No, they're discriminating against you, not in the least. They don't want somebody who's more worried about their bedouin photos than the kids. Fucking idiot. My only issue is, one, it's taken in a classroom while she's supposed to be teaching students. She was taking pictures of herself. If the school's okay with her dress styles, then so am I, but not the pics. There's nothing wrong with what she's wearing in this photo. I mean, look, look, she's a little bodacious to be a, a, an elementary school teacher. But if the, t- if the school doesn't have a problem, I don't have a problem with the way she dresses. She's taking pictures of herself in the classroom and trying to sell herself as a sexual influencer. That's the problem. Are you there to educate the children or to, to, to take naughty photos to let yourself stand out? Because if it's the second, then you need to be fired. Be careful, that teacher might slap a button to send the parents to the rancor pit downstairs. Yeah, because parents have no say anymore. We learned that last year in Virginia. You speak out against the fucking school board in the school district, guess what? You're labeled a terrorist. 
a domestic terrorist. Yet the people that were marching on the, the front lawn and in the neighborhood of the Supreme Court justice are peaceful protesters, though they threatened the neighbors who had nothing to do with the whole Roe versus Wade thing. Uh, our, our vice president, and, and, and look, th- this, this leads me perfect into our vice president. Vice president, really, really stupid here. Um, let's see, did, does she say it? Do I have the video of her saying this in here? Because this is delicious, the soundbite that I do have. Um, no, okay. So uh, Kamala, the Indian giant, was out this weekend. And let's see, let me go here. Why are farming? Okay, stop that. Go that. Uh, go this. And this is what Kamala Harris said over the weekend. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. Huh? We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward. Today, the... Okay, so I I played that because it was, once again, Kamala speaking in public and saying absolutely nothing. But she did have something to say this weekend when she said that Republican election deniers are harming the United States' reputation for upholding democratic principles and the rule of law And she said all this while speaking on 9-11. Let's see. When I think about what we've been seeing as far as attacks from within, I wish we would approach it the same way instead of through some partisan lens. I think that is a threat. So, So people that deny the election are a threat. Well, that's interesting because... This lady. Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, you said you feel like Joe. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is her name. And she had this to say to a reporter over the weekend. Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, you said you feel like Joe Biden is dividing the country, but do you feel like Donald Trump is doing the same by falsely telling people that he won that election when he lost it? How does that divide the country? Questioning, questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country? Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016, and I distinctly remember many people just like you asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Hmm. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Wow. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. Isn't it weird? And we're finally getting people to come out and say this stuff. If you were an election denier of 2020, there was a chance that somebody from the Department of Homeland Security was going to come to your house and investigate you. Oh, no, that's real. Now, why wasn't that the case in 2016 and 2017 and 2018 and 2019 when the FBI was investigating the, the merit of the 2020 election? 
Oh, I'm sorry, the 2016 election, where there were no proof of voting irregularities. Yet there was proof in 2020 of voting irregularities all over the country. Now, now look, lo and behold, they, they recounted, they did everything, okay. Joe Biden's the president, which made him come out and say that night. Um, How could I be the president of the United States of America? I, I, I still don't know. But now questioning it is dividing our country. Before, you were doing your job as an American, I guess. I, 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 I just laugh, and, and, and I hate to laugh, but it, it, because this is, all this is is funny. The other story I had on Kamala Harris, I can't believe she actually says this. Are you ready for this? During an interview on Meet the Press that was aired yesterday on the anniversary of the September 11th attacks, Harris was asked by shitbag reporter Chuck Todd whether the border is secure. Of course, she goes on to say that the system was broken under the Trump administration and still needed to be fixed. And then goes on to say, and I don't have her saying this, sadly. I have just her words. I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. The first quest we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure. Let me read that one again for you. The border is secure. If the border is so secure, why were there 50,000 fentanyl tablets seized in Placer County last week? Why were there close to 2 million trapped in two different traffic stops in California? Yet nobody was arrested. Well, they were arrested and then they were let go because of zero bail. And then they didn't show up for court. I know. And, and when they didn't show up for court, I got I got to just say. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You, 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 you're killing me. You, you say the border is secure. Okay. All right. If the border is so secure, there, Camel Harris, you dumb fuck. Why is it? Why is it that, that we have mayors now in Chicago and New York, sanctuary cities, coming out and saying, this isn't right, this isn't fair what Texas is doing. They're sending us these buses full of immigrants. Washington, D.C. has gotten 10,000 immigrants from Texas and Arizona since April. And now, to these mayors, sheriffs from these border towns are looking at them going, wait a second, you haven't seen anything yet. They don't know what a border town is. Goliad County Sheriff, Sheriff Roy Boyd said, 
By the way, uh, there's a new city. We're going to be busting them to Philadelphia. There you go. The city of brotherly love. That's a sanctuary city, and the mayor is already throwing a tizzy about it. Our rally, good morning, my friend. Swoosh says, this is Joe's great unification plan. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me do it correct for you. The border is more secure. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'll believe that one. Oh, my God. Let's see. Uh, oh, good. Hillary. Hillary's in the news. Boy, oh, boy. This is some dumb shit right here. Is this a video of it? Please be the video of it, of her saying this. Uh, let's see. No, it's not, we don't have a video of her saying it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Zach says VP is living in a land of make belief, <laughs> where she just talks and talks and talks and talks. Um, the former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who was on CNN, I don't know why she's on TV so much right now, even though she says she's not running for president. Okay, she compared Nancy Pelosi to Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> She says, these are the gutsiest women in politics. Fuck you, Kamala. I, You know what? If I was the royal family, I don't know if I'd be an ally with America anymore. If you compared my mama to Nancy Pelosi, I, I, I mean, seriously. And by the way, she said gutsiest women because that's, that's the title of her new show on on Apple TV is gutsy, some bullshit with her daughter. Clinton explained why she chose the House Speaker when she mentioned Queen Elizabeth. She had met the Queen as a member of the Obama administration as well as when she was First Lady. I think Nancy Pelosi is the gutsiest woman in politics right now. She has shown through all kinds of turmoil and challenge. What turmoil and challenge? They sweep everything under the rug. There hasn't been any challenge to her. She just doesn't answer the question. She looks at the reporters and goes, of course, my, I, I'm not, I have no idea that my husband is insider trading. You want to go get Fraser Crane to say to Kamala, hello in there, Cliff. Tell me, what color is the sky in your world? I... I on. I'll never forget when when Nancy Pelosi was first named Speaker of the House. This is way back when. And she came out and says, I'm going to be in the history books now. You see, that res- that, that, that had such a, 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 a deep meaning to me, meaning that it was more important for her to be in the history books as the first female Speaker of the House than anything else, including doing what's best for America. It's more important to be a footnote in history, 
to these people. And I mean, I don't want to say it's about legacy because they have no legacy. Legacy means you actually do something. Nancy Pelosi has never done anything. And yes, I said it. Becoming the first female Speaker of the House is not doing anything. If you were to take the ball and run and make changes that were best for America rather than best for your party, and by the way, by the way, let me just say, same goes for on the Republican side. Everybody wants to be a footnote in history. They don't want to be known for doing anything. John Boner, or Boehner, his legacy is that he's really, really tan, and he cried a lot as Speaker of the House. Chuck Schumer's legacy is going to be, we all know that he touches kids, allegedly. I swear to God, it, it, it like... The more politics that I learn about and the more I'm researching and doing this, what a joke our country is. I mean, I mean, that's all there is to it. What a joke. And I do think that Donald Trump became president because he wanted to try to change shit to do what was best for America. But there are far too many crocodiles and alligators and snakes and rats in that swamp known as D.C., and they have R and D on their backs. I mean, it's ridiculous when you think about presidents that have been impeached in office. Who was it? Andrew Jackson or Andrew Johnson? One of those guys was one of the first ones impeached. Fucking Richard Nixon resigned before he could be impeached. And then there was Bill Clinton who lied to Congress, and that's why he was impeached. No one's ever been kicked out. Yet Donald Trump, and we're talking about the history of America, we were at two guys. Two guys, two presidents were ever impeached. And Donald Trump doubles that over nothing, over made-up stories. He was impeached more than anybody else. Paul Ryan's legacy was wearing short sleeves. <laughs> Paul Ryan. What a fucking tool bag that guy was. <laughs> Nancy's such a drunk, she went to Grant's tomb and sucked it dry. Uh, good morning, Douglas. How are you, my friend? And then we have the wackiest politician that's out there. I I, got to say that I am so surprised that this guy is somehow still in office. I I, I still don't know what happened. And if you live in Nevada, please let me know what happened with his car accident. And I'm talking about Governor Steve Sackadix. Damn, I missed that one. Governor Steve sucks a lot of dicks. No, no, Steve sucks the mayor of Reno's dick. Yes, she has one. 
Um, I guess Sakadix went to Twitter ranting and raving, demanding that his po- opponents leave his wife out of the campaign. And there's good reason. Because if the corruption and billions of stolen tax dollars from his wife's firm are exposed, it would mean not only the end of his political career, but possibly jail time for he and his wife. This is what Joe Lombardo released. They call him North Shore Steve. His trail of corruption is big. Steve Sisolak's wife has received government contracts while her husband's been governor. Sisolak did not disclose the money going to his wife or her firm, and he's not stopped any of the payments. And Sisolak made national news when he was caught fast-tracking North Shore, a company linked to a campaign donor, a company that billed taxpayers $165 million for tests that didn't work. Sisolak knew the test didn't work for months, but instead of alerting the public, he put Nevada lives in danger. North Shore Steve refused to alert Nevadans about the scandal until independent journalists finally made the sweetheart deal and the danger to the community public. The Sisolak administration and the North Shore Testing Company are now under federal investigation. And we're just getting started. Yeah, Steve, that's what we're afraid of. Ogre says, just a week ago, a Democrat bigwig in New Mexico crashed his car in Albuquerque, smashing parked cars, and the official excuse was he passed out somehow. And it's a mystery. Translation, intoxicated or medications, and we're protecting his job. Kind of what happened to Steve Sisolak. Remember? You, you, you remember when he crashed his car in Las Vegas? And the news crew or somebody was filming it? Not necessarily news crew. Somebody had a camera. And oh, it was it was it was a it was a police cam. It was body cam. They show up and she's cleaning stuff out of his car. Well, man, that that that's a that could be a possible crime scene that you're 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 impeding justice. They let her clean it out. They let him drive with his bodyguard. They let him go away. There were no tests on him. No seeing what he's throwing away. That the testing company gave Sakadix uh, thirty-eight thousand dollars for his campaigns. Uh, you're out. Says I'm so over political commercials. This is why I refuse to get cable again. I can watch all my shows on apps, and the price is a quarter of cable and no commercials. Yep. Well, that's why I love some of these commercials. Let's see, a list of the clients who's of COVID profiteers and people who signed to help Sisolak push vaccine and mask mandates. The vaccine mandate pusher and owner of Circa, Derek Stevens, his Las Vegas event center was one of the first to push for mandatory va- uh, vaccinations. R&R Partners, a company that not only helped push the mandates, but steals hundreds of million dollars of taxpayers' money every year thanks to Kathy and Steve. The Raiders who push mandatory vaccines to attend football scenes. Las Vegas Chamber of Commerce who helps Steve Sislak target small business owners and push endless mask mandates. Oh, and here's the video of, of the course, crash. Of course, yes, sir. He's got garbage in there. That's why he was moving. Can we take the garbage out at least? Is that, that empty bottles? Inside the car is the oh, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 no yeah. Do whatever you have to do with the inside of the car. 
Wow, uh, this is your you car, ma'am? No. No, no, my car's already parked. This is his car. Okay. I don't know. Have you ever seen that before? I, 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 have you ever even heard of that? You get in a car accident and you go, I was moving around because there's all kind of garbage in the back of the car. Usually the cop will go, well, let me see the garbage. <laughs> By the way, let me, let me just say this right now. To all my fine Nevada friends, Warbird, if you're still listening, uh, to everybody in northern Nevada who I know are not corrupt people, this doesn't go out to you. It's the people in southern Nevada that this goes out to. If you vote for this guy again, it's going to get worse. And then you deserve it. The people in northern Nevada do not deserve it. You want to see, all you have to do to look at the corruption in northern Nevada is look how northern Nevada politics treat first responders, especially the fire department, and police officers. That's all you have to do. I, I, I mean, I, that, that's all you have to do. Fire departments. One of the busiest fire departments in all of America is in Reno, Nevada. One of the biggest, busiest fire stations. Yet, other stations in that same department are in portable tents. So they can have a minor league baseball team there. These are people that 20 years ago, we were crying, we were saluting, we were thanking. These are the people that ran into those two buildings that had planes fly into them. They went in. Would you? Do you have that? I don't have that in me. I don't have it in me to run into a building. And what do they ask for? Don't ask for anything. They ask to be let alone to do their job. Yet they have a tent where they're supposed to be, and and, and that's how they're respected. No, sorry. The homeless community, and 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 it it hurts me to say this. And I I hope every firefighter in Reno is listening to this right now because I'm on your side. It hurts me to say that the politicians in northern Nevada care more about homeless people than they care about the people that are saving lives there. Oh, the homeless are treated like rock stars by the politicians. And the fire department is treated like trash. Police department treated like trash. I know far more firefighters than I do police, but I know that they're treated like trash. To be fair, to be fair, you don't have it in you to run it in general. That is very true. I would like to speak for the rest of Nevada. California, you can have Vegas since it's pretty much California there now, but with gambling. California, we will take Northern California and Rural North, and I think that's a fair trade. Yeah, Orbert says 100% true. 
and and what does that tell you? What does that tell you about the leadership? That the leadership is corrupt. If they're not willing to protect these people that are protecting you, they're not going to protect you. They're not going to pass laws that are there for you. They're going to pass laws that are there so their friends can make more money. Because that's what this all rolls down into. Yes, I'm a big boy. I understand it. It all rolls into money. And I'll never be a person to say, how much money is too much money for an individual? As long as they work their ass off for it and they earn it, I can never say that again. But when you give these incentives and you give all these bullshit, you know, things that these governors and these state senators and the senators in in general give to their colleagues, that's not what's doing best for Nevada. That's not what's doing best for America. And it happens in every fucking state. And it happens on both sides of the aisle. And enough is enough. Start doing what's best for America and the people. You know, the people that elected you? You want to talk about another group of people that are mistreated? How about we get started on the United States military? I mean, for the love of God, what they pay those men and women who sacrifice years of their lives, not only, and they sacrifice their lives in some cases to keep America safe. Yet everything we give them, whether it be body armor or fucking cars that are bulletproof, all go to the lowest bidder. Boy, that says a lot, doesn't it? Man, thank you for your service. Thank you for fucking doing this. We're going to give you the shittiest built fucking plane because it's the cheapest. Uh, I, I, <laughs> and in the 70s, when those politicians... We're demonizing anybody who fought in the Vietnam War. And those men came home, maybe some women. They, they weren't a lot of women in the military. I don't think they fought in Vietnam. I don't think any women fought in Vietnam, but I could be wrong. I'll say men and women. I'll be nice. Those veterans were spit on, called baby killers, And I do this for me. I do this for me as a way. I, I was a little kid then. I, my parents, my dad fought in the Korean War. So my dad took me to VFW. So I learned a lot about military men and women there. And there are a lot of people who have a lot of drinking problems. The VFW is there to fucking get them hammered, to let them drink their problems away. And that's the sad part. <coughs> But I go out of my way today. If I see somebody and they have a Vietnam veteran hat on, I will walk across a restaurant to say thank you to them because they were treated so poorly. I try to say it to everybody who's wearing military stuff, thank you for your service. I say it to all firefighters I see. I say it to police I see. Why? Because I'm not willing to do that job. To all the nurses out there, thank you. Thank you for doing the job that you do. 
And, and, and how did we repay nurses, by the way, when COVID hit? How did we repay all those nurses that were working overtime shifts like there's no tomorrow? How did we thank them? Well, we thanked them by firing them because they wouldn't get a, a, a jab. Even though they worked the first six, seven, eight months of that pandemic with no jab available, yet they were still showing up to work and doing their job. Because those ladies and men, they do your fucking job. And how do we repay them? You're fired. I'm glad there's a class action suit against, what is it, Kaiser or one of those? I'm glad, and I hope they lose their ass. It's not how we repaid them. I say thank you. That's all I have to say. They were sent out by the government and then shat on when they returned. Yes, as we do everybody in this country. So if, 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 you, if I can ever teach you guys or if you guys can ever do something that I talk about, thank one of those people. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing, and, and a lot of times they don't know what to say. I don't care. It, it, it's not for the, It's for me. It's for me to feel better about where I am in America because I appreciate those people. Um, essential workers, until we wouldn't comply, then we were expendable. Yeah, the fire departments were the same way. As I sit here working from home because the smoke is so bad from the fire in California, I'm very grateful for our firefighters. Very grateful. Yes, absolutely. Yet, imagine how many wouldn't be there if they didn't fight to do their jobs, to be able to do their jobs without getting the jab, without getting this, this, this miracle cure that didn't cure anybody, actually made more people sick. My body, my choice, my ass. I mean, I mean, you can't have it both ways. That was one of my favorite things. If I can look back on this year, I would have to say that, that the Roe versus Wade story was my favorite story of the year. And not because it made illegal uh, abortions illegal and all that. It has nothing to do with abortion. It has to do with that fucking phrase, my body, my choice. And my favorite part of it was, and this is the, the delicious hypocrisy that we live in, that we breathe in each and every day. When somebody had, had the audacity said, oh, that's different. <laughs> By the way, I'm still waiting. I am still waiting for someone from that side to either tell me what Joe Biden has actually done for our country. I think he's done like one or two things that I can go, okay, that's a good job. But you got, you still got to tell me because I don't remember what it was. So tell me how Joe Biden has improved our country. And secondly, I'm waiting for someone to tell me what the difference was. My body, my choice. Government doesn't fucking care about the servicemen and women they send out. All they are are pawns and lambs for slaughter. My lack of trust for the government is why I prefer my family not to join the military. I understand that. 
Uh, Douglas says, my body, my choice. Now get the fucking jab, you bigot. No more wire hangers. No, no, you you can't have those because that's different. Ar- Arnie, Ar- Arnie, don't be. And- no wire hangers! Arnie, you're so stupid. I was actually told this. Arnie, you're so stupid. This is different. And I simply typed how. Never got a response. I, I was called stupid for that. Now, I don't mind name-calling. Hell, I'm the king of name-calling if we want to get into it. But if you're going to call me stupid for something and I ask you, how am I stupid for it? I mean, I was stupid for thinking Texas was going to be allowed to win against Alabama this weekend. We can say I was stupid for that. My body, my choice. How is it different? I'm still waiting. Joe has given us more verbal gaffes than any other president in history. That is very, very true. I, I, I'll have to give it. By the way, my sympathies to your the family of your fucking F, uh, uh, your, your CFO Don't who uh, queen, dropped dead very unexpectedly. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. <laughs> Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. Horror oh, of the hey Holocaust. Now. Or this one. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. It's going to put you all back in chains. Poor kids are just as talented as white kids, and we're going to put you back in chains. Man. But Arnie, you compiled and got the jab. Are you complied and got the jab? They have nothing on you. You were consistent. You made the choice to get the jab. It was your body, and you made the choice. Exactly. But I'd like to know how it's different. I got the jab because I wanted to travel. I didn't want to have to go anywhere and, 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 and not get in because I didn't get the jab. That's why I got it. I didn't get it because I thought it was going to work. I got it because I wanted. To, I, I, I was following the rules. But when they, when they outlawed, or what they said outlawed abortions across the country, which they didn't do, Ectopic fucking surgeries. It's ectopic pregnancy surgery. It's not called an abortion. Mainly because there's no baby there. And the woman could die. Those are still legal in every state in the union. Okay? And if they're not, please send me the literature saying why they're not legal. Now, I have seen stories, and I don't know enough about this. And I won't comment on it until I know more about it. I've heard a couple stories where states will not allow a woman to abort a fetus that has died inside her body. I don't know why that happens. I think that's wrong. But once again, once again, when it comes down to abortion, I really don't want to have a say in it. I don't want to have a say in it until men have a right to say if they want to take care of the baby or not. And I know I'm going to piss off a lot of women with that comment. By the way, I don't care. Like I said, today I just do not give a fuck. A woman can make the choice, her body, her choice, and I'm not going to take that away from her, to abort a baby. What if the guy, though, wants to have the baby? What if he's financially secure enough to take care of said baby? 
She just aborts it. He has no say. So if we are truly all equal in this country, then when a gal gets pregnant, the guy can go, well, I don't want to take care of it. I'm not ready for it, which I think is wrong. First of all, let me, let me get this all out. I'm just trying to use logic here. Sometimes logic is mean. But the logic goes, if a woman should be able to say that and it takes two to tango, why can't the guy say that? Oh, that's not right. That's not being a man. No, well, okay, good. You got your name calling out. You get, you got your hatred rhetoric out. Now explain to me how it's different. My body, my choice, his wallet, no choice. That's all. All I want, like I said, consistency, logic, and fuck your feelings. There's seven more that I don't have memorized because those are the three biggest commandments on this show. Gold says, I'm with you, Arnie. Until a man has a choice, there should be uh, no one-sided decision. What if a man really wants a kid to raise? Uh, It's one of these arguments that that men are never, ever going to win. And I'm going to tell you why. Because men don't have to carry the baby. Men don't have to, to put up with, was it nine months, 36 weeks, or however many weeks of hell pregnancy is. And I'm not going to pretend like I ever know what pregnancy is like. I might look like a pregnant gal all the time because I'm fat. Still don't know what it's like. Nor will I ever. It's like being a black person in America. I'm never going to say, oh, I know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to be judged for being a fat person. You want to talk about that? Then I, I can have a conversation with you. But you see, I'm being consistent there. And I'm using logic. And I'm not letting my feelings dictate We allow feelings to to write laws now. Oh, I get it. Years years through the family courts here in California, men's voice being squat. No, you're you're absolutely right. And and you know what? There's a part of me that says I'm okay with it. But if we're going to get down and we're going to fight, then I have to to put my, my consistency hat on. And say, okay. <clears throat> I mean, a man, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Dave Chappelle said it best if they can decide to kill the mofo, then we as men should be allowed to abandon the mofo. Can you imagine? You know, it's this game that we play on this show that I hate playing that what if Donald Trump did it? Or what if this happened? The last time we played it was when we were talking about Melania's panty drawer getting raided by the FBI. And people were making fun of her for it, for being upset about it. And the game we played was, what if that was Michelle Obama? And and before we get into the huge granny panties and how ugly she is and how one pastor once called her King Kong's baby sister. The pastor was black, by the way. If the FBI were to have raided the Obama compound and gone through Michelle's panties, don't you think that would be the first story that they talked about on The View and every left-leaning channel out there? 
and how dare they? And those FBI agents would probably have been fired on the spot. Just like <clears throat> the Border Patrol agents who were trying to round up refugees with horses, and they said they were getting whipped, but those were actually the reins on the horses. Yeah, and, and they came out and admitted they were the reins on the horses, yet those, those people that were doing their job were still punished for it. There's no logic. There's no consistency there. But again, again, we allow feelings because somebody saw that picture of a white man with a cowboy hat on a horse and a black man running, and the only thing they could think was slavery again. Oh, even though, no, it's not. Well, they would have to ransack old Michelle's boxer briefs, yeah. And the one, the one that I refuse to play with, the, the this one because, well, until until November happens, and it better happen for the good. Um, New York Post columnist uh, Miranda Devine ripped President Biden pointing out overwhelming evidence that the president was directly involved in his son Hunter's shady business dealings. Devine pointed to testimony of one of Hunter's former associates who claimed the big guy mentioned is President Biden. We did it to the Trump kids. To Don Jr., he had to spend eight hours getting investigated and interrogated by the FBI over these bo- over a phone call that he wasn't a part of that his father allegedly took. That was the second time they, they impeached him was over a phone call. Yet to this day, Hunter Biden walks the streets of America a free man. And never been investigated once. But we need to see what's in the panty drawer of the former first lady at her private home in Florida. I I, I just sometimes I, I just can't. I, I, I just I just have to shake my head and almost weep for this country. I have shown you the corruption at city level, at state level, both in Nevada, and on a country level. Me, a fucking former shock jock, who has nothing to gain from any of this except being proven right. That's all. And you know what? I don't even need that. What I want is I want our country back. I want, I want people to realize that this is still America, and we're allowed to do shit in this country. We're allowed to disagree with each other, and we don't have to cancel a person that we disagree with. But that is the only way it's done now, is that if you disagree with the powers that be, you're canceled i.e. Kamala Harris talking about how election deniers are ripping this country apart. 
Can you explain that to me? Why were they not ripping us apart four years before? When there was no evidence of it. Yet we have evidence of it now. You see? It's this bullshit that, oh, we're just going to say this and this is the law. Huh? Going back, and, and, and yes, this is a long break, and I'm just getting a lot of shit off my chest because I, I need to get this all off my chest. Otherwise, it's going to drive me to the grave a lot earlier. We all knew that the masks and social distancing weren't doing anything. I don't like being treated like a fucking dumb shit. I guess that's, that's my main thing. Did it make sense to anybody else out there that grocery stores were allowed to be open and Sam's Club and Costco were allowed to be open, yet malls and movie theaters and restaurants were not? Did it make sense that these gigantic corporations were allowed to continue to do business as freely as they wanted to? As long as you had a stupid mask on, even though the masks weren't stopping anything, and social distancing was only a fucking science fair project that didn't even win. True story, look it up. To me, the COVID thing, Donald Trump missed out, but he did what he was supposed to do. He let states' rights prevail. And now we're fighting states' rights on the abortion issue. If Donald Trump would have said, no, America's open. Wear your mask, do the social distancing, whatever. I mean, the numbers just kept getting, they kept going up and up and up and up, yet we're closing places down and down and down. How are the numbers going up if so many places are closed down? Same government that didn't want you to spend time at the holidays with your family. Oh, the protests were not super spreader events. Oh, unless that protest was for Donald Trump, then it was a super spreader event. The last thing I'll touch on is the racism that's in our country. The racism that that Democrats, well, I, I don't even want to say Democrats. I want to say the, the liberal left. And I know that's Democrats, but there are a few Democrats out there that are really, really smart to see through all this shit. And it pains me to say this, but Bill Maher is the person I'm talking about. I have hated Bill Maher for a long, long time, but man, oh man, Bill Maher has been at least consistent and logical about this entire thing. the racism and the canceling of the of people in our country for things it 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 blows my mind and not even necessarily the racism but the if you call a trans person out look what happened to Dave Chappelle I'll tell you this right now if Dave Chappelle would have been white 
Dave Chappelle would have been canceled. Netflix would have canceled everything, and they would have said no. Dave Chappelle played his race card, and he played it the right way. Dave Chappelle never said about it. He talked about one time when he was making out with a chick in a club, and the chick turned out to be a dude, and he put a beating on him. Well, that would be a lot of guys out there. Well, not just Dave Chappelle. That's a lot of men out there. And to come out and say, oh, this Leah Thomas should be the NCAA Swimmer of the Year. And I've, I've been on my fucking platform saying, no, she shouldn't be. I, I'm not saying to round these people up and put them in camps. Never said that. But they're different. And they, they, just because they want to do that to their body and you want to do that to children, like I said, I'm with Ogre. I'm waiting for that fucking, that, 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 that asteroid to hit. I'll, I'll paint a target on my body, and I know I'm fat enough for an asteroid to see me. He would have been called a dictator, and the one state would have went berserk with the lockdowns. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. believe me, I know. And Dominican Sue has thrown his hat into the ring for the fucking Nebraska job. Yeah, that's what we need, another dirty coach in college football. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com.
Mayo burrito On a lukewarm bed to go On a Sunday side of a road trip weekend Lordy, I was feeling so low When somebody flipped on a jukebox And I heard old Bob Will say Well, won't you stay all night? Stay a little longer so I held on another day Yeah, I like Texas On a Saturday night Just let me listen to old Gary Peanut And everything will be just right down here in Texas Man, there ain't no doubt Down at Stubbs Barbecue Drink that Shutterbox beer Yeah, I like Texas Man, there ain't no doubt Just listen to me Cause I know what I'm talking about I said just listen to me Cause I know what I'm talking about Sometime in the night So I'm flying down to Houston With forgetting her the nature of my flight As we taxi tore the runway With a smog and haze reminding me Of how I feel Just a country boy who's learning That the pitfalls of the city Are extremely real All the nightlife and the parties Temptation and deceit, the order of the day Well, it's a bloody merry morning Cause I'm leaving baby somewhere in L.A. Well, it's a bloody merry morning Baby left me without warning sometime in the night So I'm flying down to Houston With forgetting her the nature of my flight Something stronger to start off the day Well, it's a bloody merry morning Cause I'm leaving baby somewhere in L.A. Well, it's a bloody merry morning Baby left me without warning sometime in the night So I'm flying down to Houston With forgetting her the nature of my flight Yeah, I'm flying down to Houston Forgetting her the nature of 
This is the Army Stage Show, also known as Kick Ass. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. All right, welcome back to the big show here on a sad but true it is Monday. The Monday before my birthday, which by the way is Saturday, you still have time to get gifts in the mail. If not, my PayPal is open and accepting anything that you'd like. We've covered all kinds of stuff this morning from from bullshit and football to politics and the rest of the world. Now we'll have a little bit of fun. I promise. I promise. Hear ye, hear ye. The former Duke of Sussex and some Yank wish to now tell you how to think. Harry drove a tank, now he's just a wank. It's the Markles. Megan is ashamed, for nothing she is famed. Here come the Markles. Her magic's really strong, he's given up the bong. It's the Markles. The Queen's pride is hurting. When she's not too busy squirting, her ginger will never last with a shitty half-assed podcast. The fame's gone to her head, Philip's glad he's dead, it's the Markles. Oprah takes their calls, now that Harry's lost his balls, here come the Markles. How does she cast the spell? Her legs lead straight to hell. It's the Markles. Here come the Markles. Oi, cold blimey. I still say they're a couple of wankers. Ah, we are, what, day four since the queen has passed away? I believe today is the, uh, the day that they take her to a water park and have everybody say goodbye to her at the water park there in Great Britain. Before she's laid in state and they paraded her carcass all around, driving around. But we got to go back to the beginning when she first died. We all heard, and I'm sure you heard this story of the weekend, but I'm going to do it now because it's, it's great. Um, when, when she finally did croak, which was tough, according to Joe Biden. We heard that Meghan Markle stayed back. Meghan Markle stayed back because she didn't want to interfere with Kate being there as well. Well, Kate wasn't going to that castle in Scotland because, well, Kate and the the Queen have not really ever gotten along, per se. And it's mainly because she knows that old Prince Willie, the new Prince of Wales, Prince Willie, uh, has been going out and getting some strange, if you will, and getting pegged by women. So she wasn't going to be there. The truth was revealed, though, and the truth is, is that they had explicitly told Prince Harry, Meghan is not invited. Holy shit! Look <laughs> at them donuts! I, I mean, seriously, like, uh, yeah, she, 
Your grandmother's about to kick the proverbial royal bucket. Oh, blimey, we have to get there. Oh, oh, Harry, uh, before you leave with Megan, the dark-skinned one, um, just to let you know, she's not invited. Now, boy, oh, boy. I got I to say, this, this right here could be the end. This could be the domino that starts the, them all to fall down. Because Harry's like, oh, blimey, I'm going to see Granny. How does he look at her and go, yeah, you're not invited? And still go. I want you, I want you guys out there right now to put yourself in those shoes. That your grandma passed away and you want to say goodbye to her even though you've been at odds with her for like the past few years. And they say your wife isn't invited to come along. Even though she's flown thousands of miles to be there for this moment. Yeah, she's not welcome. (laughs) Hey, Megan, I bet Whore Island sounds pretty good right now, huh? Do redheads have stinkier feet too? Um, boy, this is one of those that, oh, Harry was in a no-win situation because if he didn't go, he looks like a bastard, but he did go, and now Megan's got that on him. I can't wait to see the the interview with Oprah that she has because, you know, sisters got to keep together. I I I I want to see the sit down interview that she has with Oprah where she's crying, and and Harry said that I couldn't go, and then he went without me. What's gonna happen? Oh, I can't wait to get those sound effects ready when that shit happens. Oh, the toot toot is going to be the loudest toot toot you ever hear. Considering how much Diana was fucking one of her bodyguards, Harry probably is a bastard. It, you know, here's the thing. I he looks he looks like the the Prince Charles a lot more than than Willie does. And they both got the receding terrible balding from their mama's side. I just uh, man, oh man, this is so bad. I am so glad I'm not him. Oh, he did go. Yeah, he isn't getting any until Charles' funeral, if then. Oh, I, I'm just telling you right now. Him going to that. And then, and then, like, over the weekend, it showed a united front of, of Willie and Kate. Hey, Willie, watch me fuck Kate. Whenever I say Willie and Kate, I just go into automatic ALF voice. Hey, Willie, there's a cat that I want you to see. It's Kate's cat. Her pussy. Well, Willie and Kate and and Harry and Meghan, the Markles, they showed up to a place together. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, blimey, they've reconciled. I don't know about that. 
Timmy says they're all inbred and stanky. Yes, yes, they are all inbred and stanky. I'm almost going through the exact same thing right now, at least as far as my grandma is, is dying, and we haven't been on speaking terms in a decade. Okay. Uh, now, I, I'm sorry that you're going through that. I, I, I am sorry that you're going through that. Now, if you haven't gotten along because of the choice you made of who to marry, let, let me just say this right now. You can honor your grandma in a bunch of ways. But if all things are good with you and your wife, you want to keep them that way, you're going to take the wife's side on this. I'm just saying. Harry's a different character, though, because, I mean, they denied the – this is the thing I still don't get. They, they said they didn't want to be a part of the royals anymore, yet we still call them the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, which I, I still don't understand that. By the way, I don't understand it because I'm American and we don't believe in fucking royalty here, but that's a whole other thing. He, he's got a harder chance to stand by his woman, but he still should. I'm saying he should. I'll bet Charles has a copy of Hair to Stay and Stash somewhere in the coronation throne. Oh, did you see Charles over the weekend? He yelled at one of his servants, King Chuck. That's what we officially call him on here. Uh, we, have, we have King Chuck, Queen of wait, wait, Queen and Constant. Is, is that the title they gave Ogo? So we got we got King Chuck, Queen Ugo in constant, Prince Willie, Kate, because I don't know what her title is, but we'll just call her Kate because it reminds me of Al. And then we have the Markles. That's the royal family. And by the way, Prince Andrew is about to be booted. Oh, that stain on that. And how bad is it? How bad is it when you're the bad royal? Like, I, I mean, through the stories of incest and all that goes on. And somebody asked me how they, they, they got money. Well, I, I found a, a, a video, and this is how the royal family makes their money. Family is paid has shifted several times over the course of their reign. For starters, the government financially supports the monarchy by means of a sovereign grant. The sovereign grant is 15% of the annual profits of the Crown Estate. The Crown Estate includes 24,700 acres of forestry, 66,500 acres of common land, 263,000 acres of farmland, 285,000 acres of mining land and quarries, Windsor Estate, Buckingham Palace, and, on a weirder note, several shopping centers and all the native mussels and oysters that are farmed in Scotland. The way the royal... So there you go. That's how they get their money. Through all that. And by the way, if you heard that and you go, well, wait a second, they aren't lifting a finger. Exactly! That's all shit that they fucking have. And yes, people are people lining up to see her body and her carcass. And there have been a few people to call out the queen for wearing blood diamonds and all this kind of stuff. And they've been shouted down. They've been shouted down because the people of Great Britain still love this shit. They still admire the, they, they still admire the royalty. Which, that makes me think that British people are a lot more stupid than we give them credit for. I mean, I mean, seriously. 
The Markles are going to throw, uh, going to kill off William and take the rights to the throne to get back at the queen, putting a colored kid as her heir to the throne. <laughs> They're going to have to kill the whole damn family. Yeah, I mean, the whole bloodline. Because sadly, I do know how it works. So next in line is Prince Willie. And then his his kids are all, was he got three kids? Willie's got three kids. So this is going to have to be a horrible attack. To take him and the three kids out. That's the only way Harry has a chance. Oh, they don't get money from sell, uh, shellfish and land. They make fucking snuff films in the basement of ye old dark web. <laughs> I found the mussels and clams one to be really funny. That one is pretty funny. But yes, they make their money off all that. By the way, by the way, when they say the government, psst. Just like here in America, the people are the government. Don't tell anybody, though. Don't tell anybody that, because that might ruffle some feathers. Timmy says, uh, it's crazy over here uh, just now, man. Stores closed and nothing on TV except King Chuck and Dead Queenie. Now, is it true? I, I, I heard a story somewhere, and Timmy, since you're over there, by the way, hopefully you're coming back soon. Come back to America, Timmy. We need you. Um, is it true that radio stations can't play upbeat songs for like 30 days? Is, is that true in Great Britain? Like all the, the BBC channels, they can't play like upbeat fun music because the Queen's dead, so they have to just listen to solemn music? Because I heard that was an old British law. Man, oh, man, that would suck if you're about to hit the charts. And, and then Biden will get off the plane at Heathrow and ask Jill where there's so many colored kids in England. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's, he's come out and said that he's going to be going to that funeral. I hope they put him way in the back. Timmy, lift your kilt at the queen and salute. <laughs> Fucking English. Oh, amen to that. The fucking English. Why am I getting Cutter Airlines? Like, I'm going to fucking travel to the Far East or the Middle East or wherever the fucking East it is. Yeah, good luck getting me there. <laughs> no Dua <Lipa> National Tragedy. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, there's a new royal family in America. It's not new. It's been here for a while. They're called the fucking Kardashians. And Ray J, oh, Ray J came out this weekend, and he has he has exposed the Kardashians for the frauds we all knew they were. <laughs> Over the weekend, Ray J, the terrible rapper, even worse television stars to Moesha, his sister Brandy, claims that it was Kris Jenner's idea to release the 2007 sex tape. Oh, no. The 41-year-old singer shared several Instagram posts where he threatened to sue both of the stars for defamation and uploaded a shorter clip where he stated... You have fucked with the wrong person. 
These rants came after 66-year-old Chris took a lie detector test on the Late Late Show with James Corden on Thursday. Oh, I'm sure that was on the up and up on the Late Late Show. That denied that she helped her daughter release sex tapes. On Saturday night, Ray J released a 44-minute video sharing a number of Instagram direct messages he exchanged with Kim in April. You know what we did. Your mom controlled the whole sex tape deal with Joe Francis. It was her idea to put out the tapes with Vivid. All I did was agree, he wrote. Allegedly, oh, here's some of the video here. Let's hear Ray J. Games with me. You know what I'm saying? And what's crazy is that, hit me with the light. What's crazy is that, like, I'm supposed to be on vacation. I'm in the Dominican Republic. And I'm and I'm looking at somebody, mama, lying and just really just laughing at Like, you're going to try to crush my career, make me look stupid when you know you was the mastermind. And then go out to dinner later and eat. Eat with your rich friends, huh? It's just like, well, we over again. <laughs> we always pray over. He's our little like, he's our little like, like escape goat when we want to just feel like we like special and somebody hurt us. Like stop, like you got me up. I start to think to myself, all right, if you already believe what these people are saying about me is true, then what the am I, what, 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 what I got to lose? Then to tell my truth and tell you what it really is like, and I'm not telling you, I'm telling this. So when my kids grow up, they know the truth. Like when we was young, y'all. Well, the the first thing that they need to learn is that there is no f in truth. That that, that Ray J, Ray J, if if I can help you out, I'm not a parent. Uh, I've never been one. Don't ever want to be one. But let me help you. The first thing you should teach them is there is no letter f in the word truth. Arnie, I totally see you in Arabian cat and robe on one of them gold and black turbans, fancy ass shoes, running a sheikdom over there. Big-ass gargoyle sunglasses, tiger on a leash, and your gold-plated pickup truck with mud tires ordering people around. I'm here for this. Go, Ray J. Uh, your out says, although Ray J is a total tool and every, uh, every storyline on love and hip-hop is totally made up, I believe him. Ray J complains about being called stupid and then says, escape goat. <laughs> Allegedly, and I, I have yet to see him yet. Um, let's see. Uh, sorry, I'm only seeing your above DMs now. I'm happy to hear uh, that you're doing well, and congrats on the beautiful family. In regards to your last message, did you actually watch the episode? Because I didn't say a single bad thing about you. The show filmed in real time the day in hell that I had with my lawyers when your manager threatened to release another tape that doesn't exist. And my son, who was five years old at the time, seeing an ad with my cry face emoji that said Kim's new sex tape. It was upsetting to have to deal with that. And I'm sure you can understand also how I feel. My burned him to the ground comment was generalization. Anyone threatening to hold this over my head for 20 years? We are both parents now with young kids. Oh, just stop it. Let, 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 allegedly... There are receipts from hair and makeup people that were a part of the photo shoot. Come on. The word ass doesn't have an X either. Very true, Scott. Uh, at this point, does anybody really care anymore? People are still buying all the Kardashian products. 
their their number one fans won't care. You're absolutely right about that. You're out. But if it does come out that they that this was all a ploy, because remember, remember, Kim was a victim. Kim was a victim that somebody stole this tape and then had the audacity to release it, which, by the way, we all know can't happen. I mean, allegedly it happened with Tommy Lee because of the Internet and things like that. But with this one, if hair and makeup people were there, you know, and they played her off to be the victim, they duped society. And I can see a lot of people turning on them. And this is why, look, look, if it was no big deal, then Chris would come out and say, oh, yeah, I, I was behind it. I mean, if it was no big deal. We all know what big of a deal it was. Wasn't there an episode of uh, the Kardashian show when Kim was put in Playboy? How her mom was everywhere with that and, and, and making sure everything went down. Like, I, if, if I'm getting offered Playboy, I don't want my parents there. I, I just, I, I'm going to feel ooky if my mom's there watching me pose naked. I do think there will be a lot of, the backlash will be all of the corporate people. And it won't affect, like, the Jenner kids. It won't affect them because... They're billionaires already. And, hell, this family's already rich enough already. I don't know why they keep coming out with shit. They just need to stop. By the way, Kim's latest pictures where she's bleached her eyebrows, she looks weird, man. She looks like a serial killer. I mean, she's taking on that look that, uh, that who's he, what's it, what's her name, uh, Charlize Theron? took when she played that serial killer. That's who Kim Kardashian looks like with this new blonde outfit. But, yeah, I mean, they've they've shot down poor Ray J. His career is never going to be anything because he's Ray J. My favorite Ray J story, though, is this, and this is why I like Ray J. I don't like his music or his acting or anything like that. No, no, no. I just like him. For a wedding gift when Kim married Kanye, he sent her a check for that year's royalties for the sex tape that they're supposed to split. And he goes, here you go. Boy, I got to tell you, that is the biggest ever how does my dick taste comment to the new guy. Here you go. Here's your pay that you got for fucking me on camera. And yes, I'm still stupefied that that people pay for pornography. Mm-mm-mm. More text messages here. Uh, I think that story above is powerful and show that we are working together in the future of our children. Uh, but are we really trying to do it? Steve won't allow it, so we can pretend to do that, but it still probably won't happen. Plus, won't people say, why is Ray J trying to get it off the Internet when I'm the one who put it out on their, <laughs> in their minds? Oh, I guess this is with Chris. 
because you grew up and have a family and my people, and people change their minds. Let me call the team one sec. I just wanted to be clear with you. If you wanted to it, it out there that we spoke, I don't want to create any drama at home, but the story that we will work together to speak uh, to Vivid to get it pulled off the air is a bigger story. I don't know. I've never spoke to you on the phone or seen you in person in over 12, 15 years. I'm having this combo with you now, but I haven't been able to look you in the eye and really lock it in like it's supposed to be. I appreciate you for the least trying to make it better. I, I don't know who these are, too. The, these links are just so long. Oh, oh, oh. There's the license. Oh, my goodness. Description of footage. Well, here you go. Here's some of the uh, the montages of uh, evidence that we have. A letter written from Kim in there. Oh, there's all cut. Look, I just want the Kardashians to go away. That's all. I I I'd li- I don't want them hurt. I don't want to see them. You know, put. Well, I'd, I'd love to see them fall into a volcano. That'd be fantastic. While taking a selfie, I think that w- that would be that would be the ultimate nature's gift to us all. But they're the reason why these idiots on TikTok. With no talent whatsoever. Their talent is they can lip sync a song and they get 50 million viewers. Why? Because they're pretty. And, and I ain't got a problem. Look, look, I understand that pretty people are going to get further in this world. I just think it's hysterical. And once again, these people will be taking over Hollywood soon. And we're going to have people that cannot act in movies. And, and it's just, it's just crapola. That's all it is. It's just pure and simple crapola. Surely a shark would try them. Yeah, but the shark then would choke on too much plastic. Uh, if they went through video, a vivid video for distribution, they definitely had release signed and lawyers were involved. You think Chris doesn't have a hand in it? Please. Damn right, Arnie. Why pay for porn? You got xvideos.com. If you're a man of culture like me, there's motherless.com. That's where I uh, all my lesbian midget clown porn needs are met. Oh, yes, that ever so popular lesbian midget clown porn. Hoof. They're driving mini Subarus there, and there's like 50 of them in a, a mini Subaru. Oh, no. All of all of the Queen's Corgis are going to go to Prince Andrew? Oh, God, he's probably going to have sex with them. Well, are they too old? Ah, they, they might be too old. Okay. <laughs> By the way, North Korea has come out and threatens nuclear action if Kim Jong-un is assassinated. Now, now, wait a second here. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, wait. hold on. Hold your water here, there, North Korea. So if the tubby wonder himself, Kim Jong-un, gets assassinated, it's going to start a nuclear war? Now, what happens if the assassination is within state? I mean, I mean, really, a, a, a nuclear war is going to happen if, if he's assassinated? 
I mean, sure, we'd be the we'd want to be the ones that kill him, but you know, the residents there in North Korea, they have to. This is one of the the grossest stories that I I talk about on this show. Is how do people in North Korea eat? They're really turning them into the new Ethiopians. They 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 really are. The way they eat is this way. They'll go to ransack barns and fields, and they look for rats. And that's what they eat. By the way, the military has to do the same thing over there. And once again, this is all happening. Why? It's happening because we have a weak sauce leader, quote-unquote leader, in office right now. And it doesn't matter what letter is next to his name. Because I'll tell you this right now. If somehow Mike Pence got the presidency, they would be acting the exact same way. Because Mike Wentz doesn't have a fucking ball sack. I say Mike Wentz, Mike Pence. I love it when North Korea, all they like to do is parade all their weapons and their military, like on a, a weekly thing. And you got Kim Jong Fatty wearing a pair of black aviator glasses, black leather jacket, walking around like he's Billy Badass. Hell, I'm surprised he's not in a new Roadhouse remake somehow. A nuclear war where the Koreans fire all one of their nuclear missiles out. That's even if it makes it out of the silo. They've done, look, look, look. I, I agree with you that I'm not too, I'm not really that worried about their nuclear capabilities, except for the fact that it's probably going to get out of the silo. And it's either going to hit South Korea, a gigantic allies of ours, hashtag Samsung, or it's going to hit Japan, or maybe even Taiwan. And if they're really ballsy, that one missile they have, they shoot it at Hawaii and hit Hawaii, that's a lot of deaths. Now, now, if they were to do that and shoot it at Hawaii and cause a lot of deaths, we would be in a tad bit of a dilemma then. Because do you retaliate? And I don't mean like with putting troops on the ground. Do you retaliate with another nuclear bomb? Because as soon as America shoots off one of their nukes at North Korea, then it's pretty much game on. And we don't have that cool Star Wars defense system that Ronald Reagan talked about. If one of those bombs hits in the right area, we got millions upon millions of casualties. And we're just going to sit back and go, yeah, all right, well... They got us this time. No, I don't think so. But that's just me. But yes, they said if this fat bastard dies or gets assassinated, we're going to bring out the nukes. There you go. Fun stuff right there.
Now, this is actually really fun here. This is dumb. Merriam-Webster has added a couple new words to the dictionary. The first word they've added to the dictionary is pumpkin spice. I'm not kidding. Let me ask a question real quick. How dumb as shit do you have to be to look up the definition of pumpkin spice? Mm, pumpkin spice, what does that mean? Well, it means it's it tastes like a pumpkin and has some like cinnamon in there. Definition of pumpkin spice, according to Merriam Webster's. Yet they still haven't found it fixed it. Exactly. A mixture of usually cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger cloves, and often allspice that is commonly used in pumpkin pie. Oh, I've got a headache so bad. So bad from the stupidity in this country that we need to have a definition of pumpkin spice. But it only gets worse because the other word that they've entered is yeet. Yeet, which defined by Merriam-Webster is used to express surprise, approval, or excited enthusiasm. Yeet. Instead of saying cool when something good happens, you should say yeet, which is in slang can mean anything from yes to expressing excitement or approval. The other definition of yeet is a transitive verb, uh, transitive verb to throw especially with force and without regard of the thing of being thrown. Let's see, uh, the definition they give for this, this is going to be a tough one here. Uh, When it comes to Twitter features, number one on top of the wish list of the platform's heaviest users, apart from a super mega block option that instantly yeets a nasty user into the sea, is the edit button. They also need to update the definition of Pacific to add southern variation of the word specific. As if Dak eats interceptions. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why the word yeet is in there. I mean, I mean, if we're going to play stupid, then I'll get the old, uh, old crazy southern journal out here and put jeet in there. Not yeet, but J-E-E-T. Jeet. No, Jew? No. I just asked if you ate... And then asked back, no, did you? G? No, Jew? Now. Yeah, the second edition, this is one I know. Never heard it used as definition one. All right. Now that's just yeet taffy. Yeet-tastic. 
Definition one on yeet is how uh, is not how I use it. Okay, real quick. If you're using the word yeet, stop. Hold on a second. I, I want to see what, what was the first definition again? Uh, used to express surprise. Oh, yeet. Now, now, now do, do you yell that as a surprise party? Like when somebody walks in the house, does everybody go, yeet? Yes, uh, if you are currently using either of those definitions, stop immediately. And, uh, and, 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 and you know what? It, maybe if you're using that, uh, may, maybe, try, maybe try this. And you motherfuckers need Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I mean really. Yeet. Jesus. What is wrong with our fucking society? I swear to God. Well, and then there's something right with our society. Now, as, as I look at this story, I, I have not read it yet, and that could prove to be terrible, but let me, let me read this to you and, and just the headline alone. KFC and Ruffles have combined forces to create a new chip. But it's only available in Canada? What kind of bull hockey shit is that? KFC has let the Ruffles brand in on its secret recipe to give Canadians the ultimate snacking experience. No, 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 no. KFC is American. KFC, that's Kentucky Fried Chicken. There is no Kentucky in Canada. I want these chips. KFC Secret Recipe is one of the best kept secrets out there, but we couldn't turn down the opportunity to make the ultimate finger-licking good chip with such a powerhouse brand. Well, do you not want to sell it? Because let me in let Ruffles. Hey, fine folks at Ruffles, Frito-Lay. Listen up. Americans love fried chicken. You can be white, black, yellow, green, purple. I don't care. We love Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I have been calling for Kentucky Fried Chicken chips for a long time. You know, a lot of these places have started these, like, chicken chips. I've just been waiting on KFC. Uh. Uh, Ruffles KFC original recipe chicken chips give Canadians a unique and adventurous flavor and crunch experience. And they say once they're gone, they're gone. Now, now here, here you go again. Here, you know what? You fucking food places. Let me just tell this right now. This limited item or limited time only bullshit needs to stop. Okay? This idea of rolling the Mac rib out once a year needs to stop. It needs to be there every single fucking day. Just like the Ruffles KFC chips. Now, come on. 
Come on. Fuck all this season. You want your pumpkin spice in the fall? Okay, great. Be a fag. Enjoy your pumpkin spice. And yes, I just said fag. I don't care anymore. All right? I'm so tired of this shit. Well, it's a limited time only. Doesn't the Mexican pizza come back this week? I truly hate going to Taco Bell now. I hate it. When they bring the pizza back, I'll enjoy it again. I work with kids, so I need to stay on top of new words. Very true, you do, Christopher. I understand that. It's Kentucky Fried, not Canadian Fried. Amen. Just like all dress chips. They're sold here for like a week, and now they're only in Canada. v says, I'm going to Starbucks to order a fag-sized pumpkin spice latte. Well, what? Are you afraid to make too much money, KFC? Is that what the problem is? If you were to have a big old bag of Ruffles KFC, I could sit down and eat the entire bag. Put a couple Dr. Pepper Zeros next to me to help wash it down. That is some good eating. Speaking of good eating, had steak yesterday for the kickoff football season. Thought I was going to throw it up last night watching Dak Prescott play, but I kept it down. I hate it too, boss, every week that I go. I hate it. <laughs> hate it the whole time I'm here. I hear you, man. I, I understand. You got to learn those new words because, you know, you don't want some kids planning a terrorist attack on you on the bus. Sir, what size will that be? Fag. Oh, my God. Good gravy, Davey. All right. The phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Last break coming up next. By the way, there was an HBO free uh, weekend, and uh, I, I, I turned on the TV, and I clicked to, like, channel 501, and on channel 504, this movie had just started.
grassroots BLM chapters last week uh, alleged that the leader of the national organization siphoned $10 million off in charitable contributions to pay his own personal expenses. Oh, please, please, please tell me what these expenses are. Please be like, you know, a, a case of Hennessy. <laughs> um... The board of directors denied the allegations in a lengthy statement posted to the website Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. It's here to give light and fight for black liberation. The statement said in part, make no mistake, the allegations uh, of Molina Abdullah and BLM grassroots are false. They are uh, slanderous. Bowers and his group went on to scold those who were suing him, accusing him of falling victim to the... Uh, carceral logic of social violence that fuels the legal system. Quote, they would rather take the same steps of our white oppressors and utilize the criminal legal system, which is propped up by white supremacy, the same way they say they want to dismantle it to solve their disputes. By the way, um, Bowers is a close uh, personal associate of BLM co-founder Patrice Coolers, 
who resigned in May 2021 after allegations she misused billions of dollars in donation money, including a $6 million Los Angeles house that she bought. So we're supposed to believe that there's no hankety-pankety going on there in the old BLM coffers. Please, please, though, uh, I would like to see where Black Lives Matter is taking care of one black family. Oh, that's right. They, they didn't. Did they, did they do, a, 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 like, shoes for kids? No, no, they haven't done that yet either. What, what, what have they done with all this money? Well, the one thing they've done is they've rented a lot of buses to show up at protests. They had $10, in, $10 million in personal expenses. Oh, I could see that. Oh, I can totally see that. You get a house, few cars. I mean, that the house in L.A., the compound that she allegedly bought for BLM, but nobody from BLM has ever used it, was over $6 million. You can get a couple of those. That's $10 million right there. I think there's a house in Southern California. The world's most expensive house is like $300 million. I'll tell you this right now. If I ever won the lottery at like $10 million, I'd buy that house. Oh, if I got a billion dollars, I'd buy me a $300 million house. Problem is you can't afford the property tax there. Black Lives Matter, but green matters more. Amen to that. I'm just shocked at this organization that has done so little to actually help the black community. Would have people involved there that would that would siphon money off? How dare they? I swear to God, our country is so damn dumb. Uh, this story is out of Northern California. Um, I'm trying to see where it was. I think it's San Mateo. Yeah, it is San Mateo. Family of 27-year-old Karina Castro has confirmed that she was beheaded. (laughs) That's bad. That that, that right there is real bad right there. Uh, She was beheaded with a sword last week. The person who did that, of course, was the father of one of her children. 30-year-old Jose Rafael Solano, Lendetta, the father of her one-year-old daughter. The alleged attack took place on Thursday at about 11, about this time, here in, in, in Central America. Um, it happened at Laurel Street and Magnolia Avenue in San Carlos, 25 miles south of San Francisco. The head was underneath the car, and she was lying on her back on the car. The victim's children, 7-year-old and 1-year-old, were inside the house and did not see it. He, he left it. They, you, you can't leave that. Do you know how hard that is to reach under a car? Man, that was always the shits. Like, if you were playing basketball or something and a ball got stuck underneath a car, but now her head's underneath there. Oh, that's going to take forever to get out. And and you can't really back up. 
Maybe she's feeling uh, she's being uppity and forgot to wear her burka. No shit. Well, he just lopped her head off. GoFundMe page has raised more than fifty thousand uh, dollars, probably to help the the kids and the burial and all that kind of stuff. The, I mean, I mean, let 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 let's go ahead and just be sick here since we are a sick group of people. Did he say off with your head first? I don't know. Does it not count then? Like, like, that can't be an open casket, can it? Or they're, they're going to have to be, put, like, a big old scarf around her neck. Or do they just have, like, a, like, like maybe they do it this way. This, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind this way, especially if I was a pallbearer. we got to talk about pallbearers next. Uh, but maybe they just have a little window cut in the top, and that's where you stick the head and the rest of the body. In his defense, he did yell, there can only be one for all y'all Highlander geeks out there. You don't think there are a lot here. But, hey, thank you, Ogre. I appreciate that. I mean, man, well, she didn't weigh anything. Well, she's not in here. Just her head is. I mean, yikes. I guess stuck under the car. Game on. That's just fucking wrong, dude. Okay, we well, I gotta click on that story, but before we get to that story, um, this is a story about pallbearers. This happened. In, in, <laughs> Jesus, this is bad. Plainclothes officers are seeking a man at a funeral in West Virginia. Uh, fatally shot him soon after he was helped. Uh, he helped place his father's casket in a hearse. Two law enforcement officials fatally shot a man wanted by the U.S. Marshals at his own father's funeral. The officers were said to uh, get that pop down down. I have called out Jason Arnie Owens. Hey, now we got an Arnie in the news. They called out his first name before they quickly opened fire. Maybe he goes by Arnie. Only the cool ones do. If they yelled out Jason, maybe he doesn't listen for that. Fred says maybe she didn't give him enough head. Now, now I know, Fred, you're, you're, wanting, you're wanting that, but uh, I, I'm afraid, Fred, that one right there. Yeah, audience, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that one. Shot Paul Bear. Wow, I thought Big Boss Man had some serious heat in the feud. Uh, well, Braddy Kid, who sent me this story, brought up a good point. Did they just drop his carcass right in top of Daddy's? Like, you know, they, they, they stuck it in the hearse. They shoot him. Do they just throw him in the back and it's like two-for-one deal? Uh, he had received a prison sentence of 3 to 13 years in 2018 after fleeing from a sheriff's deputy. Prosecutor said he tried to strangle the deputy and he was released on parole in April last year. At the funeral, Owens was said to have helped place his father's casket in the hearse before embracing his aunt. Witnesses told the AP that two officers then pulled up yelling his first name and fired. 
Owens was close enough to his 18-year-old son where the blood spattered on his shirt. Yikes, boy. That, I tell you what, man. That's a funeral you don't want to miss. You know, a lot of times, it, nothing good ever happens at funerals. And, and by nothing good, I mean, for me, it's always been, and I've been going to funerals since I was five months old. You're hoping that they don't serve ham. That's the one big thing there. You know, when you have the wake, when you have the reception afterwards, you go to their house. You're hoping that there's some good food there. You know, with my family, and it was in the Midwest in St. Louis that we attended a lot of these funerals. Lots of green bean casseroles. Lots of potato salad. By the way, by the way, I have worked on, and I do have a Mount Rushmore of side dishes that we will do this week. Probably do it on Wednesday because Tommy's going to be here uh, tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Tommy will be in tomorrow. But you hope, first and foremost, that they have at least fried chicken or something and not ham at the wake. Oh, hell no. They'll charge his family for the cost of his funeral. Yeah, that's what I figured. I figured that. But, I mean, that's a fun funeral to go to. It's like when somebody, when somebody like, grieves so hard and they have to hug the, the, the carcass and, and it falls over. And we've seen it in movies where the casket falls on the ground, the body rolls out. Now, that has never happened to me. I've never been to a funeral to see that happen. I can only hope that something cool like that happened. I, I, I am not going to give you guys that much fodder for me because when, when I finally croak, we're, we're going we're, we're, we're gonna to open up one of the ovens and just put me in there, cook me down, and dump me at Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium. That way, anytime a crooked referee shows up there, I can curse him and give him, like, you know, spleen disease or something. Is there a disease that's, that, that, that takes on the spleen? If not, that I will be the start of that. My Grim Reaper character, because I'll be stuck in purgatory for a long time. Well, I, I, I'm going to give you spleen disease. If you don't know what spleen disease, let me just say, you don't want to know. But, yeah, you know somebody in this family is like, just put him on top. Bury him and his daddy together. Because this is probably, this happened in, in Virginia that where, where the word daddy. See, do you see how you say it? You say daddy, D-A-D-D. -A, -D -D. a lot of Southerners go daddy, 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 daddy. It's like D-E-A-D-D-Y. In that case, it would be true, daddy. That's one killer funeral. There you go. All right. That'd be awesome. Because at least you have, and you know, this is something I hate. I, I, I just have, I have to get this off my chest. And I actually did say this once, and I got in all kind of trouble with my mom. Um, my Uncle Duke died. Now, Uncle Duke was not a blood relative. He, he, he was my, my stepmom's brother. Vernon Grinzebach was his name. And uh, he was a steel worker. He actually helped put the windows in in the St. Louis Arch. And he designed, if you ever go to St. Louis and you go to their zoo, they have one of the top zoos in the country. 
if people are still allowed to go to zoos. Um, but they have this bird enclosure, and he did all the iron work for that. So he, he, he was, he was a, a master trade and just the greatest man. He had something like 15 or 2,300 bowling games. He was just a good guy. And he was, a, he, he was that uncle that everybody wants to have, you know, that gives them, you know, maybe a sip of his beer, you know, something like that. That was, that was Uncle Duke. And Uncle Duke was a tough son of a bitch. Uncle Duke was a bad motherfucker. I'll never forget, I was at his funeral, and I, I, was, I was destroyed because he and I were really close as a little kid. I think I was like nine maybe when he died. Now I, I was just devastated. And I'll never forget getting back to the, the house, and they had muscacholi. They, they had all this great food there. This was one of the better wakes we ever had. Or not wakes, but, you know, reception. Got all this great food, right? And I heard somebody. I heard, I don't remember who it was. And I was only nine at the time. But I, she goes, ah, Duke never looked so good. And I was in a mood that day. I was not happy. I said he looked good a week ago when he was alive. Yeah, my mom took me out and had to explain this is how people grieve, Orny. You have to let them grieve and don't ever fucking open your mouth again. But I hate that. When you go to a funeral and go, oh, I've never seen him look so good. Well, you didn't see him while he was alive. He looked a lot better. He's fucking dead. Confused doctor sees a diagnosis for a patient as Lou Gehrig's disease of the spleen. I mean, oh, gosh, he looks so good. No, he doesn't. No, he does. He looks dead. That's about the worst I've ever seen him look. When I walk, when it, it, goddamn Beverly. When when I I got to see my dad before they took him away, um, before the medical examiners took him away, he died peacefully in his bed, and that's all I ever hoped for for my dad. But I'll never forget walking out. I was just destroyed. And Beverly goes, oh, he looks so calm. And I looked at her, and I hated Beverly, and I still do. I said, he doesn't look calm. He looks dead. She didn't appreciate that. I I didn't care. Those people, oh, they've never looked so good. I understand that's how you're trying to fucking handle this shit. Shut up. Keep it to yourself. Adios, familia. All this funeral talk is killing me. Okay, all right. Well, we're going to move on. We're, we're, We're moving on. By the way, Chicago... If anybody, if anybody had, oh, wait, I, I just had the number. Wait, where was it? Uh, six killed, 20 shot over the weekend in Chicago. We've got the official numbers in from Chicago this weekend. Six people dead, 20 people shot. Kind of a, a, a slow weekend in Chicago. I guess the weather's starting to change a little bit. But we had another event like this happen. This happened in Florida a few weeks ago, and now it's happening here in Chicago. Uh, (laughs) Police are looking for a man in Chicago caught on tape trying to kidnap a five-year-old girl after he said... How much for the little girl? I I want to buy your women, the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. 
Is this the new thing now? Instead of kidnapping, people are going to ask to buy your children? The girl and her mom were walking on the sidewalk of West Fullerton Avenue. When a stranger began following them, he then began a conversation with the mother and offered an unspecific amount. How much for the little girl? I, I want to buy your women, the little girl, your daughters. Sell them to me. Sell me your children. Now, when the mom said, uh, no, get away from me, creepazoid, he attempted to grab or pull the juvenile uh, towards him. The mom and daughter were able to safely get away from him. He grabbed the girl by her hair. What kind of asshole is this? Was the man in the presidential limo? <laughs> no, not this time. Like they're trying to walk away and they turn their back. Okay, so first rule of thumb here. First rule of thumb. If somebody offers to buy your children from you, you do not ever turn your back on them. Because you see, mom and the kid turned their back and started walking away, and that's when he reached and grabbed her hair, the little girl's hair. And honestly, do you think somebody's going to say yes? How much for your daughter? $57. $57. I want somebody to come up to me. In case I'm babysitting one day, I'm stuck, and everybody else is, yeah, I'm babysitting, hey, how much for the kid? 57 bucks. <laughs> Unbelievable shit right there. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, we've got three more stories to go, and we have to take a trip before the first story. Oh, and this trip is so worth it. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, the first one is out of Flagler County, Florida. Man was arrested Thursday after a fight ended with the suspect being stabbed. Deputies arrived at the home on Forest Park Street in Bunnell, Florida, Thursday after receiving a 911 call about the attack. A man told deputies that Andrew Buckley, 29, attacked him after the two who were related got into an argument over Buckley using a toaster oven to light a cigarette. That's right, a Florida fight was started over a cigarette lighting. Buckley knocked the man to the floor and began punching and biting the victim's neck, then wrapped his arm around the victim's neck and began to choke him. What, did he watch the Nate Diaz fight this weekend? By the way, the UFC fights this weekend were terrible. Tomorrow with Tommy on, we're going to talk about the, the fellow that didn't make the weight, something he did in the fight that started, and it was a lot of people are talking about it. And then Nate Diaz, he, he just polywopped the fucking Tony Ferguson dude. I mean, it was a straight-up fist fight the entire fight until the end when Ferguson decided to try to shoot on him. Yeah, I put him in a guillotine, that was it. Fight's over. 
just like this, man. I told you, you don't light your damn cigarette on the toaster oven. Oh, nobody gave me a light, man. Oh, Florida fights are great, aren't they? The only thing better than Florida fights, I guess, now are Florida weddings. Um, this is a story about Julian Falkenberg, who's 21, and Joel O'Grady, who's 38, who were arrested after allegedly trying to beat up 36-year-old Tyler Kattenbach. By the way, the, the, the duo that was arrested, yes, they are father and son. They have different last names, most had different mothers. They were arrested on September 9th. Uh, Kyle Back, the guy who got beat up, was allegedly clinging to life when on the ground at the wedding venue. This happened in Volusia County. Uh, Sheriff Mike Chitwood said the incident could have resulted in murder. Somebody could have ended up with significant brain damage. Well, first of all, you have to have a brain, and it has to be significant for you to have any damage to it. The dude's going to have to have facial reconstructive surgery. And nobody's saying why this fight started. I mean, I'm kind of bummed out. I'm seeing a picture of the dude. This guy is fucking polywopped. The motive of the attack has not been disclosed. Who knows? Maybe they were lighting cigarettes wrong and they didn't want any smoking in the wedding venue. <laughs> Gotta love Florida stories. You just have to. All right. Uh, last story of the day, and, and I got to say, this is this could turn into one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> the brother said that punch was a lucky strike. Hey, now. <laughs> this is a story about Lisa Murray Lang. She's 46 years old. And she recently lost a pet. Now, I, I got to tell you, that is the worst part about being a pet owner. Is that you know that you're going to outlive your pet. It's going to crush you. And as much shit as I give Bubba for being an awful dog, because, well, he kind of is. Um, except he doesn't shit in the house like other dogs in this house do. Um, oh, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to be, I, I, and I, I, you know, I, I've talked about getting looser for the, I don't know if I could, I could do it again. Bubba has brought a lot of joy to me. Bubba is a fun dog. He's got a great personality. I'd be devastated. I would be crushed. And I will be crushed when something happens to Bubba. Maybe not this crush, though. This woman, during the 2020 lockdown, created cardboard versions of famous locations as like London and Paris. And she allowed her, her pets to, to be a part of this. Well, one pet in particular. This grieving woman, uh, then, uh, her pet passed away over the weekend, or last week, which is very, very sad. Um, 
She has spent close to $5,000 to travel 7,000 miles to Hawaii. She's from Great Britain. She's going to try to, she's going to Hawaii to spread the ashes of her beloved pet Spud, her pet hamster. (laughs) Yes, V. Coop, that is tough stuff. Uh, the professional dog walker. Now, what does it take to be a professional dog walker? Is that like a college course? Do you get drafted for it? Why was she locked down if she's a professional dog walker? She says, we're going to take him down to the beach, play Beyonce's song, I Was Here, while we scatter his ashes and leave a message in the sand saying, Spud visited. How many, I mean, is this going to be like ashes you can pick between like your fingers and just throw them out there? I, 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 I'm sorry, but no. There's, there, this lady even has a, a, a fucking urn. It, 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 it's a hamster. It, it, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's a hamster. I, I mean, at most, bury it in the backyard. I know you probably can't flush it, right? Because it, it, it's a hamster. This isn't like something cool like a dog. Hell, I understand when people get upset when their cats die. I mean, I'm not one of those people. I just fucking throw that thing in the garbage, get a new one. But a hamster? A hamster. This would be like, I'm honestly surprised. She never had goldfish? She planning on releasing those back into the ocean? How how do you... She's a professional dog walker that's got $5,000 to go to Hawaii and spread the ashes of a hamster. She has to graduate from a four-year school and put two years in the minors before moving up to the professional leagues. Yes, I'm a professional dog walker. Well, there's nothing worse than those kids out there, you know, amateur dog walkers. I mean, come on. What do you do for a living? I'm a professional dog walker. But really, what do you do? No, no, seriously, I, I, I'm a professional dog walker. Okay, what does that entail? Well, that means I walk the dogs. Now, if they do any business, if they poop or anything, that's going to be a little extra because, you see, I'm a professional. <laughs> I didn't say I was a professional dog pooper scooper. No, no, no. <laughs> she flies to Hawaii to spread the ashes of a hamster. I, I just got to say, no, uh-uh, no, that, that can't be good. That lady, uh, let me just say this right now. I see this happening in her future. Uh, where, where did it go? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Lots and lots of therapy bills. And the therapy bills are not because the hamster died. No, no, no. 
because she's nuttier than squirrel shit at the holidays. Uh, by the way, uh, thanks once again going out to Christopher. Great movie review for this week, uh, Barbarian. I know that Jay and Silent Bob are back, uh, but they aren't back. It's Clerks 3 comes out, I want to say tomorrow, with limited engagement tomorrow, and then comes out again this weekend. So, uh, new Clerks movie, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Probably watch that instead of watching the Longhorns game because, well, the Longhorns just, you know, they aren't supposed to win, so I'm not going to give in any of my time on that. Uh, once again, Tommy will be here tomorrow, so get ready for that. I'm excited to see him. He and I are going out for all-you-can-eat sushi then afterwards. Very excited about that. So please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, have a fantastic Monday, and adios, everybody. <laughs>
at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.